just have to keep going to another level. So I stand on the shoulders of my successes and my trophies, but I don't sleep in the trophy room. What up, what up? My name is Los Antonio. Welcome back to No Sleeping in the Trophy Room. And I'm back with a very special guest. He's coming straight out of Harlem World. One time for the KOS, the King of Spank. Hello. You know the vibes. We got Space Man in the, in the Trophy Space Room. Space Man in the building. You know the vibes. Live in the Trophy Room. In the trophy room, it's your ones and twos, your don'ts and do's, your ABCs and your one, two, threes. I ain't the nature boy, I'm your international, your local, your global, Glacier boy. Hello. Welcome to the trophy room, my brother. Thank it's you, great bro. To appreciate have you. you. Appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Of course. Of course. Live in the trophy room, KOS. And I see you got all the... You got all the accoutrements. I got the, you. the you know full spaceman attire. I see it. Head to toe. Juno. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's so many places we can start. That's a fact. But, you know, I want to start where it all started for you. Um, oh, man. The story of KOS. So, talk to me. Basically, before I was KOS, a lot of y'all may know me as Spaceman. And Spaceman was a young man from Harlem. I was about 13 years old and we were doing a dance called Lifey, but it wasn't Lifey at the time. We were just getting crazy. We were just dancers. Like, there was like a whole movement. Like in Harlem, there was like a Harlem movement. And around this time, you would have like an ASAP Rocky, you would have a Tiana Taylor, an ASAP Ferg, a young KOS, like all in the same vicinity. But it would be different teams, different entities, but everyone's from Harlem. And basically, like, with the dancers, like, we started, like, myself being one of the forefathers, like, we started taking, like, the dancing serious. It actually became a culture. It went from, like, people doing hand claps in the street, actually, like, battling, like, trying to get a name. Like, it was like, we were the new generation of what breakdancing was. Like, there was no formula for breakdancing. People were just actually doing it. And that was us. We were just creating a dance and just doing it. So, uh, I started doing events. I was the first lifey dancer to ever start doing like our own events because our, own event, our events were always hosted by like other people who were just hosts. Right. They weren't dancers. But I was young and I thought to myself, I'm like, nah, we need to start doing it because we the ones that dance, we the ones that bring the energy. And I basically shifted the game because dancers, it's like, we're like the bottom of the, of the, of the entertainment, of the entertainment pole. It's like, when it comes to us, it's like, we're the last thing to think about as far as getting like payment and actually like being respected. So I feel like me doing that was a whole transition for dancers today to actually think about like having a business, having a business mindset. Like we could be either international, local or global. Right. You have a choice. Yeah, you have a choice. And local is basically like being under the man. Now we're in a position that we are the man because we're the creator. So I felt like we had to like control it. So coming up, uh, coming up out of Harlem, who were some of the first people that you saw, you know, on, on the dance scene, and, and how did that make you feel watching them kind of do what they do? Um, dances, the first dance I ever saw, like that made me want to actually dance was like the neighborhood, because me just being from Harlem is like Harlem culture. Like you know, we did the Harlem Shake, like my block, 
the dude who actually created the Harlem Shake, his name was Al B. He's from my hood. You understand what I'm saying? Like I actually seen it like live in action. So it's kind of different. It's like a lot of people get caught on to like trends or caught on to what's trendy or what's, what's happening at the time. I'm actually one of the persons that's a part of everything that's like being made. Like I'm in the process of everything I was inspired by was something that I actually lived. Like everything I do, I live. Nothing's fabricated. Like I actually do it. Right. Like when it comes to dancing, I can really dance. If I say I get fly, I'm gonna really get fly. Like that's just the Harlem. Like that's just Harlem. Right. Harlem take pride in everything that we do. Like a person from Harlem, when they say I'm from Harlem, you hear the difference. Like I'm from Harlem. Right. Like, it's got some. Yeah. It's the upper echelon. Like I'm from Harlem. Like yeah. it just means something. The King of Spank. KOS. So, so for those that don't know what the spank is, tell them what the spank is. So basically the spank, because a lot of people have a misinterpretation of what the spank actually is. People feel like the spank is if you do a couple dance moves with a little swag and now you spanky. No, listen, the spank is an entity within itself. Like the spank is a, a energy that you have, a confidence, like, you either have it or you don't. You can't buy Spank. Like, Spank is something that we all seen. Like, when you was in high school, and there was that one kid, everyone loved him. They didn't know what it was about him. They were like, he, yo, he got it. Yeah, he yeah. just got it. That's the Spank. It's like effortless. Like, you can't buy that. Like, you can't go over the counter and get two bottles of Spank. You just gotta have it. Like, you gotta, there's nothing you can teach. It's, it's something that you have within. And, um, shout outs to uh, Quay Dollars. Zevlov and Nah Bugs. Those those are some of the guys of the spank. Yes, shouts to those guys. See that, and, that, and that's dope because you're giving respect to Facts. you know to the ones who did it before you, and you carrying the Facts. torch. That's a fact. You know, um, so you know, so dancing itself is a is an art, is an art form, a form of expression. Right. Some would even say individuality. Right. Um, how has that helped you and others around you? when it comes to like identifying, you know, who you are and what right. your offering is. So with dancing, it basically gave me opportunity to be KOS because basically when I came up and was doing dancing, we were an art form that people really uh, didn't respect and was laughed at. Like they didn't see the, the future in dancing. Like there was a point in time when people were dancing, they were like, yo, you still dance? Like, yo, you still get light? Like you still lifey? Like it was a whole thing and us, we just, Stay true to ourselves. Like one thing I learned through dancing is like, when you stay true to your, when you stay true to yourself and you're consistent, you will always prosper. Especially if you love it. When you do something that you love and you're consistent in it, you have no choice into into win. But you have to really love it and put dedication. You can't like halfway do it. You gotta go all the way. And everything that I did, I went hard. Like me, when it comes to dancing, I knew like spaceman. I wanted to be the flyest dancer. That's a fact. Like, can't know. I was the flyest dancer. I'm still the flyest dancer. That's a fact. Like, I stood for that. Like, I had a whole vision, a whole brand. Like, I knew what I was going, what I was going to do. Like, people say they had vision, but I really had a vision for. It. Like, I was wearing Supreme, BBC, ten years ago. Nobody was wearing that. People, people was looking at me like I was different. Now, that's what everybody wanted. Like, the whole fashion with the. Uh, wearing Nikes, Air Force Ones, that's Uptown swag. We put Grey Brims on the map, we put BB Simons on the map, we put anything that's Uptown, Jiggy, Mermont jackets, like, 
people wearing Mermaid jackets now, we come from the era where people getting raw for those. But it, us doing it now, people wearing it now for fashion, but for us, it's about the culture behind it. It's like, it's bigger than that. It was a fashion statement, it was like a thing. Like, we the kids that represent the actual culture, who made the culture, and carrying the culture, the right representation. Because there's always duplicators and replicators, but we're the originators. And you can't duplicate the spank. Like I said, you can't buy that. We're gonna have to put that up and just, like a billboard up here, you cannot duplicate the spank. And they will respect us. Believe that. They will respect us, respect the spank. So, was there a certain moment, you know, where you realized like, yo, I really have a movement here and, you know, we, we could we could do something with this. For sure. You know, like. When, um, so basically when I first started dancing, um, first of all, my whole initial reason for starting dancing was like, to change my life and be like a positive person, like, when I was coming up, like my hood was just different, like period. That's the best way to put it. We right, was different. Right. And um, my dance partner, my son El Murda, shouts to El. You hear his name, El Murda. He the one that taught me how to dance, my son El. And he was mad nice. He even battled like one of the best dancers of our culture and killed him. I'm not gonna drop no names. Right, right. But he killed him. <laughs> El killed him. And once I seen El kill him, we was in a party. It was like 2005, we had no business getting in there. We finally got in and I seen El kill him. I'm like, oh man, like if El could do that, I could do it. And we started taking it serious. But my block had got caught into an indictment. I was 13 years old, but I wasn't on it. I was playing basketball and I was dancing. But that made me like change the whole game. Cause once my, my friend El got locked up, it just changed my like whole thinking. Like I gotta really carry it. Like I gotta take this serious. So. When my man come home, I'ma be something. Like, it's gonna actually, like, when we danced, it wasn't for nothing. So I wanted to make sure, like, when he came home, I was KOS. Like, I was spaceman, and he came home, I was KOS. Like, it's different, and I worked for that. Like, I, I continued to dance. I knew I had a movement. Like, when people just knew spaceman, like, spaceman himself, like, I was one of the dancers that my team, when I had my dance team, I had all the gangsters. And that's not something that like, people don't understand what I, what I mean when I say that, so I'm gonna break it down. I had the kids who are really like in the streets dancing. Like they no longer wanted to be in the streets. They changed their life to want to be professional dancers. But we were 16, 17 at the time. And I'm a CEO full of 30 kids. So what type of opportunity can I, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of dancers quit dancing because at the end of the day, it's like if they don't see opportunity and they don't see uh, a career in what they're doing, they're not gonna wanna pursue it. You gotta pay bills, kids get older, you want nice clothes, and having a name and getting girls can only lead but so far. When you get older, it's like, it's bigger things. So I felt like now with me, and like me just in general, like continuing dancing, not quitting, and sticking with it. Like when I first got opportunity to work with Puff, that was like the big thing that really like changed my mind, was like, yo, I'm really doing this. Like, it's official. Like Puff, he put together Finna Get Loose and they did a song with him and Pharrell Williams and he put, a, he put up a post and he was like, we're having auditions for Life Heat. That right there is our culture, period. So that was the first time I ever looked at something. I was like, yo, we really got it. Like it's our culture. Like most of the time people are looking for hip hop or break dancing. He said Life Heat. That alone was just like crazy. Like now nah, it's our time. And we did, we did that, and our cultures in general, from that one stem, like, branched onto like a whole bunch of crazy opportunities, and that really changed the game for us. Shouts to 
Puff. Puff was the first one to actually like grab us and was like, nah, y'all gonna do something. And how did that feel when when he when he said light feet, where it's like, you know, that's like the Batman sign. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. When I seen that, it was like, I was like life changing. Like I couldn't believe it. And I knew I was gonna have it because I'm KOS and this is life feet. I done practiced for this, I done did this my whole life. Like I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the job, period. But <clears throat> Like me being from Harlem and me, like I said, I was the first like lifey dancer with BBC, Ice Cream, all of that. So doing Finna Get Loose, I mean two of my idols. I mean Puff Daddy and Pharrell Williams. All I wanted to be was Pharrell and I met him. Like, so that was like crazy. My first industry gig, I'm working with two of my idols and I'm doing lifey. Like they want us for lifey. So that was just a crazy experience in ourselves. And the vibes was just crazy. I learned so much, and Puff is the person that you'll learn from him. Like he always giving you jewels, but you gotta really pay attention to learn. Absolutely. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you a, a story. Bomb. So we did the set of Finnegan Finnegan Loose, and we started I think like nine in the morning. We ended at like three in the morning, and we worked and danced all day. Everyone's there was an amazing vibe. Long story short, I walked through and I yawned, and Puff saw. He said, "You tired?" And I swallowed that yawn quick. I, said, <laughs> I was like, nah, nah, I'm not tired. And it was like, you tired? And I was like, nah. And then Justin was like, well, tired get you fired. Hey, yo, yo, nah, 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 nah. What's going on in here, man? For real, let's get this energy right, yo. I'm not feeling that. Let's go, let's go. said that it wasn't about me actually being tired it was a bigger message he was saying like never let anyone see you tired never let someone see you down no matter what you always got to have your game face you always got to be prepared you got to always be on deck you never know who's watching who's alert and from then I just got my mind right mentally and got in tune no that's a gem that's a gem. For sure. That could that could last you yeah. obviously in that moment, but yeah. you could take that a long way. Yeah, and that can go over people's head. But yeah. I took that and mentally ran, got in tune. So you you mentioned you had like a group of like 30 dancers with you mm -hmm. at one point in time. Mm -hmm. And that's that's community building. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when it comes to the dance culture, building community and, and meeting new people globally, yeah. um, what kind of doors has that opened up for you? Like, you know, the people you've met. Yeah, you know. like our culture in general, like it's crazy. But for us, when it first started, it was like a Harlem dance thing. Like it only, it was only in Harlem. No one else did it. And then it was like a Harlem and Bronx thing. Then like for us, it was like, if you was from Brooklyn and you did Life Eat, that was the thing. Like, yo, cause it's an uptown thing. Like Brooklyn started doing it. Right. So it's like 10 years later, we have dudes coming from Japan, coming to Harlem to learn people from Paris so it's like like I don't teach classes in Paris and London and it's like crazy like that's why I say when I'm really international local and global it's really that because KOS I'm known in Harlem I'm known in LA I'm known in Atlanta 
but I'm dead known in Paris. I'm known in Japan. It's international. Like the culture is everywhere. Like we we all around. Like you we everywhere. It's global for real. It's global for real. If there's a hundred people, right, and there's ten people that's not a part of that hundred, that makes you wanna smarten up. Like if, if all of them is doing it, I need to do it. And numbers count. So there's a point in time when the whole city was dancing. It's like if you're not part of it, you are lame. And everybody wanna be cool. So it's like get in tune get the dance yeah and then there became a time when you know like i said that whole right now even there's an energy that where people feel like they too cool to dance or i want to be one of the persons to break that because at the end of the day it's like when you come out to a club you grilling i i should be a dub that's not what you're paying your money for you come out to have a good time dancing is a part of life dancing is just normal you walk you dance you move you hear rhythm if you can clap if you can snap Get in tune, be cool. Like me, I'm one of the person, like I'm a host, I do host events. I'm like, everybody put your hand in the air. If you don't put your hand in the air, you a hater. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like get in tune. Like you gotta, you gotta be a part of what's going on. Everyone should be dancing. Everyone should be partying. Everyone should be having a good time. We live one life. And I know everyone that heard the song YOLO, everybody heard it. But at the end of the day, really think about it. You live once. And me, I'm big on legacy. I want to be the only KOS. Like when it's all said and done, I want them to remember KOS. Your legacy is everything. Your name is your name. Yeah. And you have to be your biggest advocate. You can't be afraid to be yourself and actually like run it up with yourself. It's self-love. Some people be afraid of you loving yourself. Like, oh, he love himself too much. Or he, listen, whatever you do, you whatever you work for, take pride in that. If you talk about your own accomplishments, you work for that. And if somebody hate on that, that's their business. You play it smart, you work for that. And you provide for others, you play it smart for others. When you create opportunity, like when you create opportunity for you, you're also doing it for yourself. People always use the word culture, but they don't understand the difference. Me, I'm really a part of a culture. Like I represent New York culture. Like when I do something, I went for the neighborhood. I'm someone that you can reach and touch that they have seen like as young, grind, and also become something like, it's a fact. Like, we're the real culture kids. And it's like, you just gotta be unapologetic about yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah. period. Like, we gonna break records. We already breaking records. Just living. Just us being the entities that we are. And everybody should have that within yourself. Whatever you do, just be the best at what you are and be yourself. I always promote self-individuality. Don't duplicate the next man. Be yourself. If you're yourself, you'll always win. Everyone that was ever great, they couldn't be duplicated. That's why they win. There'll never be another Puff Daddy. If you try, you'll lose. You already lost once you tried. That's a fact. There'll never be another Pharrell Williams. You understand? You could try to get fly like him, but he's always gonna be the flyest. He's gonna be the flyest him. Right. He's his own entity. From the Unlaced Adidas right. to the BB Simon belt, right. I mean, you see the drip, man. Right. Like. It's clear that fashion is a factor when it comes to the KOS. Right, right, right. Talk to me about the fashion, man. So fashion to me is everything. Before I was doing dancing, I was doing fashion. Like around 2006, I was in a, a fashion team. We was by the name of Juice Crew. <laughs> and basically we was like the, around the time there was only one, um, two other teams. There was the Retro Kids, shouts to the Retro Kids. If you know about Soul Fashion, they one of the first fashion teams that ever get sponsorship. They the ones that got the Reebok pumps. Like they brought all of that back. So I was doing fashion first, but I was from also from uptown. So when I was downtown in the fashion scene, I was the only one doing life feet because I was the only one from Harlem. So I was known as a fashionable dancer. 
So once I got that title, I was like, nah, I'm about to start really dancing. Because if I could really, like, get on my dancing wave, I'm already fly. I can take it to the next level. But uh, fashion to me is just about self-expression. It's about uh, showing who you are. And me, I just want to be icy. I'm all about the icy lifestyle, being Glacier, being icy. I'm like Max B. I'm like uh, Jim Jones, Cameron. I'm like Harlem. Like I rub my fashion represents Harlem. It's, it's I don't know. It's hard to explain. Right. It mean everything to me. We, me, I'm a influencer. Like I put gray brims on the map. I put uptown fashion on the map. Like I'm a person that's from the neighborhood of Harlem, New York, but I bring it all the fashion to like a large scale. Like when I work, like you gotta understand, I, I was the creative director for BB Simon Belts. And that's major for a kid like me. When I was young, 2009, 2008, I was one of the top kids wearing BB belts. I had flavors, like I was known, like I used to have a store, I used to sell big, I was known for selling Biggies, Pels, Montclair's, like this sounds crazy, but these is like jackets that matter, like this is like uptown fashion. But long story short, a kid that once put the belts like locally, like on the map, I actually put them on a global scale. When I went to Paris Fashion Week and I was styling uh, Christian Combs and working with uh, my boy Cordell, we, uh, we did uh, Off-White Fashion Week and Rick Owen. We, we ended up, end up running into Rick Owen at the end of his show. And long story short, um, I ended up talking to him and uh, he asked me about my fashion. He's like, I love your fashion, what you wearing? And I was like, this is uptown New York City fashion. Uh, this is a BB jacket. I mean, this is a Biggie jacket and a BB Simon belt. And me thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, I just introduced BB Simon to Rick Owen. That's major. Like for me, I'm from Harlem and I just introduced him to culture. Mind you, when I pulled up on him, I had his uh, his uh, old jeans, some old jeans from 2006, and then I had uh, a silky, a silky do rag. Me and that's Harlem right there. No one else in Paris is wearing a silky. You right, understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, at Paris Fashion In Paris Fashion Week, and I'm really with Rick. So as I introduced the belt to him, I thought to myself, I was like, yo, I need to meet the man himself. So I ended up uh, hitting up BB, and uh, I went out there, and he didn't believe in his own company, but we're the kids that represent culture. So when people say, like, yo, you're an influencer, I'm gonna tell you the difference. I'm really an influencer because I made people who, I made the man who didn't even believe in his own brand I made his company a company again. Absolutely. I made him see a vision that he even see within himself. When I first met him, he said, this is no company, this is nothing. I said, listen, give me this and I'll make sure that I'll get to the next level. And um, I put the belts on everybody. I work with Amigos. I work with, uh, I, I put put them on Christian. I put them on Smokey Margiela. I work with uh, Playboy Cardi. I work with, Slum God, uh, Rich the Kid. I work with all the rappers. Like I was like getting in tune. And if I wasn't working with them, they was hitting me up. Like I remember uh, somehow designer called my phone one day, and he was like, Grah! I was like, Yo, how you even get my phone? Like that was crazy. It was it was mad rappers hitting me up. Shouts to uh, G Herbo, he hit me up too. Shouts to uh, Trippy Ray, he hit me up. A couple other rappers. But long story short, it's just like. Us being from culture and actually bringing culture to the world is different. It's one man to work for a company, 
but it's different when you represent something before you represent it and actually work with the company. Like me, I'm from Harlem. Harlem love Air Force Ones. People call Harlem, I mean Air Force Ones, Uptowns. Right. Because Harlem is Uptown. We put Air Force Ones on the map. That's all I know. So for me, work like wearing Air Force One as a kid to now being one of the faces of Air Force One is just Holla. congratulations different. on that. By Thank the you, way. bro. That, Appreciate that. That that's a full circle moment. Yeah, that's a full circle. You so that's I mean? what it is. Like everything for me has just been full circle. Like for me doing the dancing, like dancing a who hot, who not, tell me who, and now we working with Puff. Like you understand what I'm saying? Like it's different. Me wearing BBs as a kid, selling them. And now I'm selling them to the biggest rap stars. Right. Like, I got everyone hitting me up for a belt. Like, until this day, I'm still getting hit ups. And I haven't worked for the company in two years. So can people holler at KOS for, for, for some style? Yeah, that, I'm, that I'm, door I'm a stylist. I'm, I'll do the styling. I do any, if you need any styling, you already know I do the styling. Uh, every time me and uh, Christian work, we kill it. Me and C3 is like, you feel me? We like... Uh, KD and, and, and Kyrie, yeah, we man. gonna get it done. I love the C3. Man. Yeah, shout out to my boy C3, right you up. already know. Geyser. So, you know, you told me that you recently had um, a moment uh, where Crazy Legs, president of the Rocksteady yeah, crew, yeah, yeah. you know, reached out to you to, have to come have dinner. Yeah, 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 Tell me about that moment, man. So basically, uh, shout out to my brother, Ian Eastwood, one of the best choreographers in the world, top guy, Ian Geyser. He, uh, he's a big, uh, dance fanatic, like he loves dancing, he loves culture. So Ian got in touch with uh, Crazy Legs and he was like, yo, I want you to meet up with uh, some of the forefathers of the culture. And basically like, before um, I linked up with him, like Ian was showing me like all the old documentaries and put me in tune. He's like, yo bro, you are literally Crazy Legs. Like you have to meet him, like you and him is the same dude. Like, so when I met up with him, it was like crazy, cause I met him before, but I wasn't really in tune. Like, yeah, that's really crazy. Like, right. like I remember when I was young playing uh, Def Jam, uh, Fight for New York. He was in the game, only break dance. I was like, that's crazy. Long story short, uh, we chopping up with him, and he just put us on to the culture, like break dancing, how it all started, the transition from when it went to the streets to when it became a big thing within New York City, from when they started traveling states, from when they started going overseas, first time in Paris, Italy, just telling us like different things. And I'm just looking like, everything he's saying, like I, I just gonna relate to. So it's like, everything that we're going through and going to do, he already done. So it's like, he's already given us the jewels to the future mm. and just gotta listen in tune. A lot of people be always trying to sleep on the OGs and discredit the originals and the creators. But at the end of the day, these are the people who make it. So it's like, you gotta listen to the, the ones that came before you. Absolutely. A lot of the new generation, they think they know so much, but how you gonna know more than a person that actually did it? You gotta respect the man who did it. You can't act like you did it, you gotta do it. Absolutely. And me, I don't do it, I does it. KOS. KOS. Now, and, that, and that's, that's a big point, man, because you, know, you, can't, you can't learn if you think you know everything. Exactly. You, know what I'm you always got to have room for learning. No one knows. You're going to learn every day, period. And if you're not learning, you out of tune. You got to get in tune. So, you know, so Spang, this is no sleeping in the trophy no room. No sleeping in the trophy room. You know what I mean? This, this platform right here is all about sharing information right, right, and right. empowering our viewers who are looking to, you know, aspire to do what you're doing and maybe even take it further. So what are some power plays that you would share with somebody, you know, that wants to introduce a new wave to the world and, um, you know, and just step out and, and just own their lane? Um, always believe in yourself. Always have confidence 
within yourself. Believe in your vision and be true to your vision. If someone doesn't believe in your vision, it's fine because it's yours, you own it. You gotta go full throttle with anything that you think of. If you, if you hold on to it, if you think too much, it's never gonna happen. Whatever you believe in, just do it. When I first was KOS, nobody believed in me. They laughed at me, they looked at my style, they didn't believe it was official. Today I may look like everything, but at the end of the day, if I would've believed those people that said, you're not gonna be KOS, your style is nothing, I wouldn't be who I am today. I continued, I, I kept doing it. People saying my dance culture was dead. It, why are you still dancing? There's no point in doing what you're doing. I continue to do it. Look, I'm KOS. Like me, I love myself. That's why I'm KOS. Like the spank today, it looked cool, but it's like, it, it, I worked hard to be KOS. It wasn't an overnight thing. I actually believed in myself and still currently do believe in myself. That's why I'm in the position I am. And you should do the same. Like, believe in yourself, love yourself. It comes with self-love. Love yourself and everything else will happen. Once you love yourself, you're not worried about what the next man got to say. Because at the end of the day, you know what you carry for yourself. If you eating at night, you ain't got to worry about what the next man say that you're not eating. That's a fact. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Some native New Yorkers, when they're on the subway and they hear it's showtime, mm -hmm. you know, they may have mixed reviews. Me personally, I love it. I always drop, I always drop something in a hat, you know what I mean? But how do you feel knowing that you've contributed to a positive way to monetize off of their passion? Um, the whole subway thing is just crazy because outside looking in, people looking in like, yo, these kids are just disrupting the car, but people don't understand is like these kids initially the initial goal for the whole dance on the train wasn't just to make money and be loud on the train there was a point in time like I said where people said are you still dancing because people stopped dancing and there was like maybe a hundred dancers still doing the art form of lifey so where does everyone be every day on the train you can see someone every day on the train you can always run into a million people so we thought about the best possible way to spread our culture and get people active on the dance culture again is dance on the train. So once people started dancing on the train, as you see today, people identify the train with the dancers. But it's not just break dancing, they know it's that light feet style. It's the kids dancing with the hats, kids flipping on the pole. It's like, it's a difference. So it's like, our goal was to get the culture like popping again. And now it's exactly that. But it also brought it to a commercial scale because at the end of the day, people were doing documentaries. People were looking to do commercial ads. You see, until today, every time um, they do commercial, they want to have the dancers dance on the train. That actually created not only kids making money, because y'all thinking that they're loud, but they're making money. They're staying off the streets. They're actually uh, doing something positive. They're not robbing and stealing. They're actually dancing. You rather dance than steal. And people that, kids that are dancing on the train are getting penalized like they are stealing. People are getting uh, all types of charges for dancing on the train. And I feel like that in itself is crazy. I feel like they should get a, not a, a code of honor, but they should get a little more respect at the end of the day because it, it could be a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I see it, yeah. you know? I mean. But yeah, um, I feel like a lot of those train dancers, like I'll give you an example, shouts to the Waffle Kids. Uh, Shouts to Kid The Wiz. I, I know you guys know Kid The Wiz. I gave Kid The Wiz his name. Shouts to my boy Kid The Wiz. One of the one of the big influences of this. But look, he started dancing on the train and then danced on America's Got Talent. Now he no longer danced on the train. He's feeding his family. He's traveling. These kids dance. 
Like, the kids that were dancing on the train, now they dance for the Brooklyn Nets. Like, it went from dancing on the train to actually creating careers. This kid's traveling across the world off of dancing on the train. So it's, it's, it looks one way, but it's a, a bigger picture. It's the evolution. Yeah, and the goal is not to stay on the train. It's to create opportunities so they can get off the train. People like myself and others are making that happen. You would never think that those kids that you're laughing at, looking at as these lifey dancers, I'm on a billboard and it says lifey. The same kids you laughing at, look, in the chair. It's KOS. KOS. Um, so you recently were the face of a Nike Air Force One commercial. Congratulations yeah. on you, that. Bro. I know we just Appreciate tapped it. in. Yeah, yeah, for sure, um, for sure. But, you know, how does it feel knowing that lifey culture and what you do, um, you know, is, is, um, is generating that attention from big box retailers like Nike. And where do you see that? Where do you see that going? Um, I want to say first shout out to Nike for uh, actually pushing the envelope because a lot of people would be scared to do what they actually did. And they actually tapped into something that's real, which is our culture started within the parks. So the sneaker is based upon the parks department. So you know, like Life Feed, we used to dance in the parks, clap it up, no music. So it was no clap, it was straight claps in the park. So like the sneakers about that. So our culture represents that in full. So for them to put our culture behind that and have me as a face and really put the full creative direction behind the uh, commercial and just vision of the whole campaign was just amazing. And I like, shouts to Nike, that they, they just killed it. Like I was overwhelmed, but in general, it's just like, uh, this is not my first campaign either. Once again, shouts to Puff. If you go on the Ciroc page right now, I have the most viewed video on Ciroc. I did a Ciroc commercial, uh, the Let's Get It campaign. That was oh, like right. 2016, yeah, 2016. Yeah. But I actually, uh, I sacrificed. I, I shaved my beard. I cut the beard for the commercial. That's that's one of the biggest gigs I ever did. Shout out to the Ciroc. That's dope, man. Facts. But they, they uh, like, just companies in general, uh, people at large, just people actually looking at our culture and giving us the opportunity. Like, we're the new generation of hip hop. Like. Back back in the day, Adidas had break dances, Nike had break dances. All even skateboard companies were looking into break dance because break dancing was the epitome of what hip hop was. And I know um, Life Feed is that for 2020. Like all dance cultures, all hip hop styles are really getting in tune with Life Feed. Like Life Feed is the style. We're the like not the only, but I feel like we're the only dance style that has all dance styles and components in our style. Like there's no box for Life Feed. There's no uh, limit to life feed like everything is a go yeah and it it just reminds me of that that biggie quote man where he said you know you never thought that hip-hop would take it this far yeah for sure and that's that's a real thing that's a testament to yeah. what you're doing yeah for sure you know because i definitely never thought that life would make it this far like it's crazy like we always been influences like within our community but it's just like now it's on a large scale to have people from uh japan or paris london or just anywhere in the world, just that we have people in uh, a, uh, Indonesia hit me up, just like in tune with KOS and light feet culture and just the style, the fashion in general, just the whole culture at large is just a blessing. It's just crazy. It really is. Because you know what? That's the, the source of what you do is never going to run out. Yeah, for you, sure. You are, your, your name is your name. Yeah, your name is your name for a fact. So, so Spank, I'm, I'm going to get into this next segment okay. that we do on the show called Tweets is Watching. 
So I did my due diligence. I looked at your Twitter feed. And I don't even, the crazy thing is, I, I need to deactivate my Twitter because I don't never be on Twitter. I'm not a Twitter person at all. But you got some gems on here. <laughs> you got some gems on here, man. You all know? Right, let's do this. So, so I hopped on here and, and I went through, uh, I went through your Twitter, picked out a few uh, insightful tweets. Just gonna ask you just to expand on them. Okay. Tell me about what's going through your mind when you hit that send button. You said here in 2017, Let's bring fun and positive vibes back to the city. Let people support each other without calling them dick riders. Right. And um, when I said that, it's basically it's about, like people always feel like once you show somebody love, like you riding them. It's like that mentality is whack. That should be broken. Like if someone's working hard and you see someone doing a thing, acknowledge it. Like people feel like within themselves, like, I don't know. People feel like if they give credit to the next man, then that makes them less of a man. But let me tell you something. When you have it within yourself, you're not worried about giving credit to the next man. Like me, I'm a person that I always give love to people around me. And I'm not afraid to do that. Like if someone got it, I'm like, yo, that's a bad man right there. He got it. Yo, I don't even gotta know you. I'm a person that, and it's people that, if you, listen, if you've seen this, you might've seen me in the street, but didn't know I was KOS, but if you was flying, I ever saw you, you already know I told you, you got it. That's a fact, because I always give credit when it's due. Like, you gotta give credit when it's due. There's nothing wrong with that, like, I know I'm fly, so I'm not worried about if I tell the next person they fly. Right. You, once you have that within yourself, you're not worried about the next person, like, it can't be de-riding, like, just yeah. show love. It shouldn't, you shouldn't even have that in your mind. You shouldn't be even thinking like that, like, you should be positive, you should have fun, like, it's love. It's, it's all it's love. A, it's okay to show love. Yeah, it's okay man. to show love. Everything else is to the side. That's within yourself. And now you're mad at self. So Spank, something else you said was, I'm going to surpass all the people who ain't believing me. Facts. Exclamation mark. Facts. What was the date on that? The date on that was, hold up. The day is important. The day is very important. The date on that tweet was July 22nd, 2016. Bang, 2016. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna surpass everyone that uh, didn't believe in me, basically. And basically, it goes back to having a vision. When you believe in yourself, it's like it don't matter what anyone else thinks. You gotta stay true to yourself, stay consistent, and just do it. And I knew for a fact, like like I said, the spank, people always laughed at my style, the way I look, dress, I, I, but at the end of the day, I always knew I was that man. Yeah. Someone told me, when you the man, you're not supposed to say it. But I always knew I was the man. I always knew the spank was it. And until this day, the spank is it. You, like, I know that for a fact. You, like, you can see it, like, you, you, you see it. Like, you, it's living spank, like, I'm a living spank. But that's something that I envisioned, believed in, and I am the spank. That's why it's official, like, I believed in it. And whatever you believe in, be the best of it. Like, Soldier Boy, he put swag on the map. When swag first came out, swag, what's that? Ah, ah, look, people still saying swag to this day. Cause at the end of the day, he believed in it and he pushed for it. I'm one of those. I'm an icon, a KOS, a living geyser. KOS. KOS. Yo, every time you say that, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That got it. Yeah. Oh man. So, so Spank, the, the last tweet I got here is, um, creating is a part of life. Right. If you're duplicating someone else, you ain't living. That's Just a be fact. a creative. That's a fact. You said this uh, April of last year. April of last year. So basically it's like, 
And it sounds crazy, but it's like in my in my shoes, I'm always being duplicated. Like me is like I'm a person that's a heavy influence. You understand what I'm saying? I may not be on the big screen, but I'm behind the screen. So it's like people always come in and see like a culture or see something and they'll go. It's like how many people will come into like I'll give you an example. When N1 first came out, right? N1 was about street basketball culture. Right. They actually put street basketball players on a major platform. When it was like profitable for them, they ran in, was like, I need to go get these guys. But once the street ball culture died, it was like, eh. But, but street ball culture is still living. Right. You still got Dykeman Park. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? The culture never died. It's about people believing in, in the vision. So it's like, when I say creative, being creative is the best part of life is when you're an actual creative, because everyone says that they're creative, everyone says they're an influencer or they're a creative director, but no one understands what that actually means. Like to be a creative is you're actually creating something, you're making something, you're trying to do something that's not been done, done before. You're trying to bring a vision that you have, an idea that you have, and bring it to life. And to me, that's like the best thing to be able to create and just do different things like come up with ideas as far as like dance moves coming up with like fashion styles or just just themes just just to create anything in general and i feel like to be a duplicator of another creative is kind of like you're not living life like if you feel comfortable trying to duplicate what someone else created it's like you already discrediting yourself like you're not living within yourself like everyone eats the same food, breathe the same air, drink the same water. So we all have the same abilities to, to do the same things. So if you want to be lazy and duplicate the next man, you're not living life. You already like, you're just the next man. Like once you feel like you want to duplicate the next man, you're not yourself, you're the next man. Like me, I take pride in being KOS and I love like everything that I create and I, I take pride in what I create. So I feel like if someone wants to duplicate what I do, it's kind of like a smack in the face. Like, right. you can't do that. I work hard for who I am. And another thing is too, is like, people will try to like steal your entity. Like, you're no sleeping. If someone else try to steal no sleeping, it's like, now you no sleeping. Like, it makes right. no sense. Like, yeah. how can you do that? Like, I work so hard to be, and it's like, look, no one was thinking about no sleeping until I said no sleeping. And now everyone's no sleeping. Yeah. It can't work like that. It's like, let me be no sleeping and you be awake. <laughs> like, you understand what I'm saying? Let me be KOS and you be the other guy. Like, you know, and it's fine because you are the other guy. You understand? Know I'm Superman, you Batman. Batman was not like, nah, I need to be just like Superman. Like, no, they're their own entities and that's what makes them great. Batman got the utility belt. You understand know what I'm saying? Superman, he can fly. Two different cats. They both move mobile, but they're their own entity. And everyone should be their own entity. So basically it's like, you feel comfortable duplicating, you're not living. Live life, be yourself. I just want to be the best KOS and be the only KOS. For those who's watching, if you duplicate me, I just want to be the only KOS. Facts. You really can't be duplicated, y'all. I can't be duplicated. It's like, you got to think about it. The greatest of all time, like I said, you can't duplicate. Cameron, you can't duplicate Cam. Anyone else that do pink, it don't matter because Cam did it first. That's Cam. You understand what I'm saying? I'm one of those. I want to be respected of those. And don't discredit me because I'm a dancer. I'm an entity. I'm, I'm a living Gaza. I, I can do anything. Don't limit me. I'm a, don't limit anybody. People always try to put somebody in a box. You can't box KOS. 
People feel like, oh, cause you dance, you can't get fly. Oh, he not, he just a dancer. Like, nah, I'm fly to you. <laughs> and I dance, and I do that. Like, we do it all. You can do it all. Life has no limits. When you limit yourself, that's when there's a limit. The moment you say can't, you lose. I can do anything. I can levitate, I'm KOS. This is gems to live by. You know what I'm Facts. saying? Power by KOS. Hello. You know what I mean? Your ones and twos, your don'ts and do's, your ABCs and your one, two, threes. Believe that. No sleeping. In that trophy room. Hello. So Spank, talk to me about, you know, what, what you got coming up next. What can the people expect from the KOS, man? Next up for KOS, like I always tell them, it's your international, your local, and your global. I ain't the nature boy, I'm the KOS glacier boy. And I'm really about to take the whole movement, international, local, and global. I'm gonna refix the structure of our culture and bring it to a large scale. Me being one of the faces of Nike, like, changed the game. I got a lot of things coming on the way, a lot of big opportunities. I don't wanna, you know, speak mm -hmm. too much, but yeah, right now, KOS is about to go real crazy. I'm gonna be doing everything on a major platform. and. Um, I'm gonna bring the culture to a city near you. Currently, I've been uh, working on a tour. I've been working with my partner, Ian Eastwood, and we've been traveling, bringing our culture like to different cities, but now we're about to really travel the world with it, bring it everywhere. Got a couple commercials coming up. Might see KOS in a movie near you. Let's go, man. Who knows? Hello. <laughs> man, that's amazing. So Spank, you said the KOS could do anything. Anything. So, so what can people expect for you to do next? You can expect KOS to go crazy. You already know it's international, you're local, you're global. I ain't the nature boy. I'm the, as you can see, Tim Duncan, leather pant, no sleeping, glacier boy. I'm about to go crazy. I'm about to take over the world. I'm about to uh, drop my fashion line, glacier wear, glacier boy apparel. You already know everything icy, everything glacier. The iciest entertainment, the waviest entertainment. Only, only everything wavy. I'm gonna be doing a lot of creative direction. Look forward to me working with a couple artists, doing some styling. Uh, I'll be doing some commercials. Might see KOS on the TV screen. Who knows? If you're looking for me, you know where to find me. I'll be international, local, and global. Believe that. Hello. Believe that. So Spank, every champion has their mantra. You know that that sign that they slap before they leave the locker room or a ritual that they live by, you know, is there, is, is there a, certain, a certain phrase or something like that that you live by or something that you, you know, that you, um, that you do that you kind of just feel like is your thing to kind of help you stay in that pocket? Um, only the waviest will survive. And at the end of the day, if you count me out, you can't count. So basically what that means is like, the, when, you, when you're the best of yourself, you'll always win. And whoever counts you out, they can't count. Straight like that. Straight like that. Hey yo, hey yo Spank man, listen, I wanna thank you so much. Appreciate for you taking King. the time. Thank you for having Coming me out right man. right here in the trophy room And keep man. doing your thing man. Appreciate if you. you. If you're not in, no, in the trophy room, I don't know where you at. You need to get in tune man. If you're not in no sleeping, you sleeping. Wake him up. Hello. You know what I mean? Appreciate you, G. My God. You always have to keep going to another level. 
So I stand on the shoulders of my successes and my trophies, but I don't sleep in the trophy room. Sleep.